Hey there, welcome to Honey, I'm Homemaking. We are your hosts, April Allen and Alexa Colby, and we are so excited you're here. We are just two best friends from college who have the goal of inspiring you to love the job of homemaking in any stage of life you're in. So put on some mascara, grab your muck boots, and pour yourself something lovely while we cultivate homemaking together. Alrighty. Hey, Lex. Hey, how you doing? Are you ready for your turn to talk about your whole health journey? Um, like I told you before this call, I'm actually kind of nervous. <laughs> I really am. There's no like tea or anything. It just, can you hear that? Should I shut my window? No, I can't hear anything. Okay. You didn't hear that truck roll by. Mm-hmm. All right. I just want to make sure. Um, going back is hard sometimes. So there's a little bit of anxiety thinking about that. I mean, I'm not going to expose anything, but when you go back, you think about all the people that were involved and your life back then. And yeah, it's crazy, crazy times. So, um, I'm kind of ready. All righty. I'm excited. <laughs> I'm- you get to hear. <laughs> yeah. There's probably things that like I didn't know about because, um, there was that gap where we didn't really talk for very long. So I'm yeah. interested to see if like s- stuff happened during that gap that I don't know about. Yeah. I don't want to go back to it, but yeah. Right. Right. But all right. Well, yeah. It, it's very beginning. I will say you just broke up a little bit. Oh, I think it was actually this. Okay. It was like, eh, eh, eh. <laughs> just so you know. <laughs> so what'd you say? <laughs> I said, um, well, let's start from the beginning when you were eight years old. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, so once upon a time. Oh, Lord. Okay. Um, okay. So growing up, my parents were pretty much just like everybody else's parents and not really knowing much about health. Health is way more highly ex- knowledgeable now than it was back then. Like, it's very much broadcasted more. And we have a lot more information, but um, we didn't have a lot of money growing up. So I'm not going to say we were poor, but I will not say that we were, we had a lot. So um, we had enough. We'll put it like that. But because we didn't have a lot of money, my parents were working a lot and um, we were also heavily involved in church. So we were gone all the time. So I remember most of my childhood eating out. We ate out probably five of the seven nights a week. And I remember my mom, I always told myself this would never be my life. And I was right. This is not my life. <laughs> but she would, she did her best because she wanted to make everyone happy. It was me, my dad, my brother, and her. And she would go to, there was one one to two nights out of every week, we would go, drive to three to four different fast foods to make everyone happy because everybody wanted something different. Can you hear someone else talking? No. Okay. I will say you, may, you might want to come closer because every time you talk, for some reason now, it like doesn't catch your... Okay. I'll be closer. Let's see. Is that better? Okay. okay. Yeah. Okay. This is like a real FaceTime. I'm just holding my phone. <laughs> you look real good. 
fresh off the flight. <laughs> hey. Still puffy and inflammation. Yes. Mm-hmm. Oh. <laughs> anyway, okay. Go ahead. You were saying Scandalous, so. this isn't your life. No. Yeah. No. Um, and this is not to, you know, if, mom, if you're listening to this, this is not to get on you. Like you guys did the best you could. But um for that time in our life. But we did eat out a lot from what I can remember. And when we would make food, it was like spaghetti. I thought I was like a chef because I knew how to make spaghetti. So um, since my parents weren't home a lot, when I got older enough to stay home with my brother, I tried to take on the cooking. And so I would make, like I said, spaghetti, because that's really all I knew how to make. And um, with uh, meat in the sauce already. So did not cook the meat by itself. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> the good stuff. I genuinely don't um, think I've ever had that. Or if I if I did, I think cuz I mean my my mom, my mama. I don't know where that came from. I've never called my mom mama. Um, but my mom would make goulash once a week and that was like our thing. And even I think she made the meat separately. So I don't think I've ever had it. Really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I don't even know if it's still legal to have it in the jar. I have injected. It is. <laughs> okay. Okay. That. I didn't know. <laughs> um, but uh, we just ate a lot of processed foods. So I knew pretty young. I I've always had a little bit of a weight problem. Um, I was never extremely overweight. It's just you know, if you ask any like my parents and stuff, they would say you were not overweight, but I was not healthy at the point, but, (laughs) um, we just ate a lot of processed foods. Like Mm -hmm. I remember eating chips. We had boxes of cereal. We had Cheez-Its. We had, um, our fruit that we ate a lot was like apples and grapes. Um, I remember the first time, like in fifth grade, somebody brought a snack of cheese, grapes, and, oh, it was something else. I don't know. It was like the kid snack. And I just, I was like, there's, there's cheese in a stick. <laughs> like I had no idea. Seriously. You saw a raspberry for so, the first time. I was so <laughs> stoked. Like, I was like, I need this snack. Like, this is awesome. You know, because I mean, at that time we thought cheese was bad. And, um, it was fattening, but I was like, oh my gosh, like, this is awesome. Um, in middle school timeframe is when I kind of wanted to start losing weight. I was involved in sports, but I wasn't always the best because, um, I was always, my mom always, my mom and dad always gave us a choice if we wanted to do something or not, which is probably the worst thing that happened. So (laughs) if my kids ever start something, don't yell at me, anybody, but I'm probably going to not let them give it up because once you get into that mentality, it's hard to get out of it as an adult. And so I hopped back from soccer to volleyball, to swimming, to tennis. And I really was going to do tennis in middle school, but we ended up moving to high school. But in middle school, I remember getting special K box of cereal because I really wanted to lose weight. Oh my god. And I <laughs> um I like would measure out the portion. I never 
had, I want to preface this, I never had an ED. Um, I just had disordered eating patterns. So, but I just remember trying to make sure I added in veggies. Um, I remember my mom, when she was in high school, I asked her, I was like, mom, what did you eat in high school? Cause I would pack my lunch, but we didn't really have a lot. So I would eat at school as well. And I was like, what did you eat? Cause my mom was like super tiny. And she was like, I just ate a cookie and drank chocolate milk every day. <laughs> and I was like, oh, oh, see, that doesn't work for me. Even if I try to like <laughs> not eat, it would just not work. No. <laughs> um, no. And I'm not trying to j- joke about it. I'm sorry. I laugh when I'm feeling awkward. So, um, but I mean, I just look back and I'm like, why did you think, Alexa, you could eat just a cookie and chocolate milk and you would lose the weight? Because your mother said you should eat I know. It's just, we oh, have a different metabolism. She had a mom that cooked from scratch. Like all the time, you know, so, um, but my mom just, she, it, this is not to fault on my mom. She did the best she could. Um, they had to work a lot. Mm-hmm. So, um, Different generation. wanted to have a home. So, yeah, I, uh, so going into high school, I switched schools because we moved. We moved a lot when I was young. Um, I don't remember, I don't want to say on here how many times I just think. My family wants to keep that private, but we moved a lot and we finally moved into the house my parents still live in to this day. And I switched from a large school of about four to 500 kids per class to a class of a hundred. Wow. And, um, I really wanted to fit in. And so I wanted to try out for the volleyball team. Now I told you, I really wasn't good at sports. I, I was good, but I just switched so many times that I didn't have time to perfect yeah. it. I'm a very determined person. If my mind is set to it, I'm going to do it. Like it's, it may be not perfect, <laughs> but I'm going to She's going to try and do it perfectly though. Even though she's only been in the <laughs> sport for maybe two and a half minutes, she goes, no, I need to be the best. Like pretty much that's, it's, I do need to be the best. There's a difference between determination <laughs> and just like blind perfectionism of like not knowing the expectations of what you where you should be. I don't know what to say. <laughs> I do what I can. Oh my gosh! Yeah. You know, I, I well, we'll get to that. Another, we say it again. Another day. Yep. Everybody's like, "When is the day coming?" Never. Um, never. Um, so in high school, I tried out for the volleyball team, and it was really hard to make the team when you're a new person. That's what I've been mm-hmm. told. And out of 25 girls that tried out the freshman year, I made the 10. I showed up every day Ow. to the practices they had conditioning i was still kind of overweight a little bit looking back i'm like no i wasn't Uh, but at that time that's how i felt you know because i didn't look like the other girls and we'll talk about my volleyball story i promise everybody i will talk about my volleyball story another day i just went through a really hard time and um i was not accepted mm. as on the team because people's friends did not make the team Mm. 
So, um, and was I the best player? No, but I was definitely the player that would show up and be there for you and do what I needed to do. You deserve the spot. At the end of the day, the decision was made by the coaches, not teenage girls, and they were upset about it. That's all. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, um, in high school, I only did volleyball for two years. I quit junior year. And, um, like I said, we'll get into that story another day. I promise I'll tell it because it has a huge impact on who I am today. And so during high school, I tried to, I think I, I tried out for the track team one year. That didn't go well. I'm trying to become a runner, everybody. I just, <laughs> I was a runner once upon a time and I'll get to that, but I'm trying to become a runner again and it's not going too well because I've got fear of running. Yeah. Anyways, in high school, I feel like I'm all over the place. I knew I was going to be because I'm dipping into the past that sometimes I just don't want to relive. I have an edit button. Take your time. <laughs> um, so in high school, I ran track for a little bit, but I really wasn't. That was pretty much all I was doing. I know I wanted to lose some weight. I've just never been happy with my body. It was a continuous ever. goal, even though you were doing all these kind of different things. Yeah. I just wanted a flat stomach. Preach. Everything else was like super built. I mean, I remember people telling me, I want your thighs so bad. I, well, thinking about I still the do. generation, I'm a couple of years behind you, but I kind of was right at when I was young, young is when you were like middle school ish. And Mm -hmm. it was the time of what was in was like, this probably is not appropriate to say I might cut it out. But like anorexic chic was in like, Mm -hmm. you didn't need a butt, you didn't need boobs, as long as you were like thin, skinny, mini, then you were the it girl, right? And then it transitioned yeah. into having curves and, and kind of more what it was, at least in my high school time frame. But if you had any type of curves, it wasn't appreciated like it is now. So it was yeah. pretty much like you had to be skinny, 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 skinny. Right. Yeah. And um, I didn't really... It's so weird because everybody's like, you compare yourself to other people. I don't. I compare myself to myself and what Mm -hmm. I wish myself looked like. I don't want to look like anybody else. I want to look like Alexa. I just want to look like a flatter version of Alexa. Mm -hmm. And that's probably a triggering word to some people, but that's literally how I thought growing up. And so um, I just started trying to not eat any of the school lunches. Thank God I stopped. (laughs) Because they are, I'm serious. Learning now what is in school lunches, I'm like, holy cow. Mystery meat. Could have died. Oh, my Lord. Mystery meat. I think I'd rather find. (laughs) Show me the thumb. Show me the thumb that's in my food. It's fine. (laughs) (laughs) Pretty much. I don't don't even know if it's thumbs. I don't even know if it's real stuff. But it tasted so good. Oh, that pizza? Yes. Spanking. The, the hexagon-shaped pizza with the little sausage bites? No, we didn't get that. We got rectangles. We were a we were a redneck school. That's so. true. I went to school in New York. You went to school in Michigan. So, 
difference in a place nobody knows. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I just wanted to start eating healthy. So I just started eating like a lot of fruits and some veggies and raw fruits and veggies. I really didn't have a lot of meat. Um, I would have like some turkey and stuff like that, like lunch meat turkey, but that was it. As I got into high school, my parents were more financially stable. And so we were able to afford a little bit more, but I had to get a job. Mm -hmm. So um, I've had a job for a really long time. I've been babysitting since I was 12. I've always had some source of income for a while. And all right. So after high school, I really wanted to get into working out. That's when my working out phase just like took off. I, this is when Instagram was going on. I'm pretty sure Instagram was around for a little bit while longer. I can't remember when it started, but in 2013, when I graduated, Instagram was like my everything. And I started following accounts of people who were working out pretty intense, you know, and I wanted to be just like them. And so I knew I wasn't good at sports, but I definitely was good at muscle building, mm -hmm. like bodybuilding. It was like my thing. Um, I started doing a bunch of different workouts now. Like everybody, I was single. I didn't have a boyfriend. Well, I had on and off boyfriends for a long time. So, but the gym was always consistent for me. I would probably go to the gym for two to three hours a day. I would work all day and then go to the gym for about two to three hours a day for years just because I loved it. You know, it's a, uh, that's why I said like my story is weird because of course I wanted to be thinner and muscular, but like I didn't do it. And I, I I've always not liked my body, but I didn't do it because I hated myself. Like I did it because I just loved being in the gym mm -hmm. and working out and feeling strong. And um I felt like I finally had control. Mm -hmm. <laughs> because for so long, like I don't know. It just, it was the one thing that could help me escape from my life that I was in at the moment. Mm -hmm. So, well, during that time, I, uh, you know, I, I'm an opportunist. Okay. So I didn't now all the research that I do now, I didn't really do when I was younger. Mm -hmm. Like I just tried things. And so I got into a MLM shake company and um started drinking a bunch of shakes and they told me that cars were bad and yeah drink their shakes and you'll lose a bunch of weight well they were right because i was pooping my brains out from all the end what do they call them <laughs> <laughs> well what is it called when you like uh you're looking at me mm -hmm. but are you talking about the protein content no like what they put in these supplements that help you go to the bathroom a lot. Like a laxative? There we go. Yeah. I girl, I can't they think. They put laxatives in them crafts? I'm assume I'm assuming they did. I how would I go to the bathroom so much? Do you remember in our dietetics courses how we can't um absorb more than like twenty grams of protein at a time? So like when you drink shakes that are like 80 grams of protein or something crazy like that, your body just immediately poops it all out. 
And that's why oh. that's why in one of our courses, someone was like, oh, that's why whenever I go to a, like a CrossFit or a bodybuilding gym, the bathrooms are disgusting because people it just causes people to like poop it all out because your body can't do anything with it. Well, I can't say that there was not a laxative in there because there was a bunch of other stuff that I don't know the name it's of. Possible. So possible. Which it wouldn't I wouldn't put it Anyways. past like the the beginning shakes of all those things. Yeah. 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 So I was drinking two shakes a day, you know, wanting to lose weight. I mean, honestly, I can't fault them because that's like the best I felt in my entire life, but I also just it wasn't the food, though. I did. It wasn't okay. I felt good because I wasn't paying attention. I was too busy worried about my looks. Mm. Does that make sense? Yeah, you were going through like. So a, I was going to bathroom all the time, but like I was like, I don't know. I was still eating other food besides the shakes. I wasn't just doing shakes. Were you going through like a like a almost like a euphoric phase? Of I think so. Like I'm I'm. I'm I'm finally I made it to like the look that I wanted and you weren't paying attention to maybe how you felt. Technically technically my body dysmorphia let me know that I never got to the look. Yeah. But, but you were fitting in with all the people that were selling those shakes and, and uh, yeah, and I finally had like a community of people. If to to give you a little bit of side note, I was the odd one in school. I didn't really do anything odd. I just had beliefs that I mean I didn't even have weird beliefs like I just I wasn't there was nothing wrong with me I didn't really I got bullied but I didn't get bullied mm -hmm. I wasn't popular but I wasn't unknown I was like somewhere in the middle we can cut this out if we need to but like I remember my lunch table in middle school being somebody like the head of honor roll <laughs> Some girl who only said two words every lunch period and a lesbian. You were an <laughs> You were an I literally was just, I guess so. Like, I just like, I mean, I wasn't mean to anybody. Nobody was mean to me. Like, I just. You were just invisible. And, and pretty much the. I am. I was invisible. Like, oh, that's sad to think about. <laughs> girl, it's my story but, too. Like, it's fine. I was invisible to anyone I just, of the male species in specific. <laughs> yeah, and any of those people that I sat at lunch with, like, girl, I hope you're doing all right. Like, you mm -hmm. know, we never had any problems. It was just the oddest thing. I'm like sitting and I'm like, you didn't have a reason. We don't even talk outside of school. Like, what is going on here? Yeah. I I did have friends though from church. Yeah. Um, so I think that's what kept me grounded. But so when I after getting out of high school and having this community of these people and like this MLM and all these other people who even like, even though they weren't drinking the shakes, I still talked to a ton of people at the gym. I remember being like, I remember I was like, gosh, I think that's why I was at the gym for three hours a day. Cause I would have to make my rounds. Cause you'd see the same people every day and they'd be like, Hey, how you doing? Looking good. And these are like old dirty yep. men. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> and you're like hey buddy you're walking in like ah, from afar see you later <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I would make my rounds but some of them were just like really nice and they just wanted to talk to me and so like I just had this community of people mm -hmm. now I didn't have any responsibilities I mean I did I had a job but I lived with my parents and 
Um, so I was just working out a lot, eating a lot of, um, I did stop the MLM shakes for a while, but I still kept up my protein shakes for a really long time. So I just ate the typical bodybuilder diet. So egg whites, spinach, um, for lunch, it was chicken, rice, and broccoli. And then for dinner, it was chicken, rice, and broccoli. Mm -hmm. So, um, (laughs) really didn't do much more. What do you... (laughs) Uh, yeah, that's it. I really didn't allow myself to have sweets. I remember ice cream is like one of my favorite desserts and I don't think I had ice cream for eight months straight. And it was simply because I told myself like I couldn't eat ice cream. I was going to get fat. Like I was super obsessed Uh with that. And, but you know, I was really obsessed with getting a big old booty. So avocado came into play. Girl, I had a nice butt going into college. You know. <laughs> you remember you're, those days. You're still obsessed with your booty. <laughs> I am. I want a nice booty, okay? So, hubby don't care, but I think he does. He just, he's like, you're always pretty. But, you know, I see you looking. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. 100%. I've spent um, multiple days in your home with your husband. <laughs> oh, yeah. He is, uh... But, um, yeah, so I'm getting off track. Sorry, but my food was just, and it was processed food because I was buy store stuff from the store that was like low calorie, low fat, but it was processed. So I just ate a lot of the the things in the store that had the, like the labels on it for being low fat and like rice cakes and stuff where it's like, Hey, low fat, low fat, low fat, unhealthy. Yep. Lots of rice cakes, lots of low-fat peanut butter, mm-hmm. um, lots of fruit. Lots, I was never afraid to eat fruit. I know in that time of my life, there was – excuse me. <laughs> um, there was a lot of people who – I'm having sparkling water, and it gets me every time. Um, there was a lot of people who did not eat fruit because they were afraid – of the sugar, right? The uh, sugar content. Of the sugar. Uh, that was not me. So <laughs> I was I'm like, no way. Faces no way is that me. <laughs> I know she is. She's making me laugh. Um, so yeah, that was my life for a while. I would still eat like Cheez-Its every now and then, but I'll just eat the recommended amount. I tried to um, measure out my calories, but I hated it. I was just like, I am too busy in my life to be measuring out these calories. And then it would always tell me like, you're over your calorie amount. And I'm like, but I feel fine. Like I'm starving still, you know? Yeah. Stupid my fitness pal. We got some words, uh-huh. buddy. Uh-huh. Leave me alone. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You could be over five calories and you'd be in the red and that would just make me. One angry. calorie. So yeah, exactly. Right. Just be in the red. Like, get out of here. Um, I did a lot of... I weighed myself a lot back then. Um, just because I wanted to be a certain number. So, I'm 5'8". I don't know my weight now. I haven't known my weight for about three Woo-hoo! years. And I don't ever plan to know my weight. <laughs> I just don't care. But uh, I do care. I want to be healthy. But, like, I go based off of how I feel and how I'm feeling in my jeans. So, um... I weighed myself because I wanted to be 145 pounds really bad. 
And I just could not get past 165 because little did I know that I carry muscle pretty good. Mm-hmm. And even though I was a size four, mm-hmm. I don't I don't think I could have got any smaller without losing your muscle, hurting myself. Yeah. And um, I but I just still had a belly. I've always had and it's not just the pooch like. It's just always been, you know, like I, I've had abs, but like it, that front layer was just always mm-hmm. there. And so it just always made me so mad, you know? And I was like, man, if I could lose this, like, then I'd really make it, like make it to what, I don't know, be able to wear a bikini. I'd never wore a bikini my whole life because I was just always ashamed of it. But yeah, so onward, I was like, oh, maybe if I lose more weight, like, I can lose that belly by becoming vegan. Bum, bum, bum. This is a good part of the story, y'all. <laughs> um, well, so I became vegan and I was, I don't want to deny that I didn't feel good. But when I felt good was the endorphins from succeeding that day, but like in getting my food, but I have to tell you how much food I actually had to eat to withstand weightlifting for two to three hours a day and then going and running seven miles four times a week. Oh, told you I became a runner. Oh, listen, I want to become a runner so bad. I want to feel that way again. Running was like the best. It does like Just- give you a lot of endorphins. Of like that run. Yeah, like I just, I want, yes. I just, but why I said earlier it's hard for me to run now is because I have this huge anxiety that something's going to happen to me. Running outside? That's stupid. Yeah. Okay. So we need to talk about your fear of the outside. (laughs) The outside world, because you know what? The news media needs to get off my back, get off my Facebook, and everybody else needs to stop sharing stuff if you're friends with me on Facebook. Um, um, I don't want to hear about the bad stuff so anymore. So hear me out. Hear me out. Is it their, is it yeah, their responsibility to stop sharing things, or is it your <laughs> responsibility to stop listening? Well, okay. You didn't have to mother me. I'm just... Air. I'm, I was just trying to I'm make just, a joke. No, no but you're actually serious. <laughs> I can read straight through you. <laughs> I am serious. But like I I'm just afraid to run because I as a woman, like I'm just nervous. Like I just I respect your feelings. I live out in the country. What I need to do is I need to get my dog trained first off. He is trained, but trained running? No, he's going to trip me and kill yeah. me. I'm going to go face first into the concrete, but I need to get him a vest because I run. If I, if I do run, it has to be at like five in the morning. I don't have any other time because um, of my situation and I need to get them a vest because I have a vest. Uh Andrew gave me one and go, but anyways, back to the story. We'll talk about my fears another day. So, (laughs) or I get a treadmill, one of the two. I was gonna so, say yeah, that, I would but, like I, I already mothered you. <laughs> well, I've told Andrew, I'm like, can we get a treadmill? And he was like, Well, we're gonna get the ones out of my parents' basement. And I'm like, when? Mm. This has been like four months. Yeah. I need me a treadmill, yeah. please.
please even and if thank you can you. just walk on it it'd be good for you he's cheap so i know i'm walking on an incline or doing like sprints you yeah. know oh, all right that was my back to your food sorry back to my food so i was a vegan so this is what i ate every day as a vegan I want to hurl thinking about it. So I would have literally, I'm not joking, seven fruits for breakfast with a slice of toast. I was that hungry. I remember how much. And that ate. time when I was vegan, they really did not have a lot of vegan protein mm-hmm. though. And why did I go vegan? Because I was told that, this is sad, beef was bad for me and that I like beef is one of the meats that will make you gain and dairy and specific Mm -hmm. and which sucked because I've always been a milk drinker my whole life glass of milk Mm -hmm. before bed every Mm day so um I I was drinking almond milk before I became vegan but that was just because that was like the hit new thing that was in you know but I did it just to try to lose the belly fat. I didn't do it for any other purpose, you know? And um, I would, so I had like seven fruits and a piece of toast for breakfast. And then I would have nuts as a snack, like fourth to a half cup of nuts as a snack two hours later because I was starving. Mm-hmm. And then for lunch, I would have um, a whole head of lettuce with a half a bag of spinach two carrots shredded, pumpkin seeds, chia seeds with this um, vegan raspberry dressing for lunch. Any protein yet besides the nuts that barely have any? Nope. So um, So rightfully so, you did vegan. You did it very intensely, almost like raw vegan. And yeah, it Back then, at least there wasn't as many opportunities to do vegan in more of a healthy way. So you were kind of stuck with what you knew and what what was available to you at that time. Because I do think like, it's not horrible if you want to do vegan. Personally, I would never. It's just being smart with it and watching all the additives and things that are in all of these like veggie burgers or beyond burgers like uh, what the heck is yeah. heck and bob is in it um but the way that you were doing it we can look back with our education now and be like all right mate this definitely wasn't sustainable and wasn't the best way to have done it mixed with it yeah it didn't function with your body right at all well and also like you have to remember too like vegan protein like beans and stuff is not the same as like animal yes. protein yeah. too. So you're missing out a lot of nutrients that way as yes. well. But um, I did lose weight, but I was bloated mm. a lot. I didn't have enough salt in yeah. my diet. I barely salted, very low salt diet to the point where there was barely any on there. Yeah. Um, I remember making this like, I can't even remember what it's called, but it's like a bean. I want, they call it a quote unquote egg salad sandwich. Oh, chickpeas. But it was like cashew, chickpeas, cashews or something. I don't mm-hmm. know. And I would eat that like a lot because I was starving. And then I would have like stir fry at night. 
funny. I feel bad and for your bathroom. I just <laughs> feel bad for your toilet. I didn't. I wasn't going a lot Ooh, though. Seriously, I no, I wasn't. I went. I, I've always been like regular. Like food's never like thrown Lucky. off my. Besides the the, the shakes, they kind of they. They put they sh- they shook it out of me. So, um, the shakes <laughs> bad shook joke. it out of you. I love you. Oh. Um, but yeah, so I went vegan for about six months, and then I went to college, and I met my husband, and we just kind of I just I went to college, like I said, met my husband, and he was definitely not vegan. The man, he uh, he accepted me as I was, <laughs> and um we he was he's a big hunter and i've always wanted to hunt but nobody in my family well i did have people in my family that hunt but they didn't take me my dad didn't take me so i never got to hunt which sucked but my husband was a huge hunter and um yeah so he's we just started dating and i just i couldn't be vegan anymore because i had to pay for my own groceries now i was on a meal plan for school but I was not eating what the school offered. It just rubbed me the wrong way. I've always, if you, if you haven't caught on yet, I've always sort of made my own food. We did eat out when I was younger, but I've always been the one to make my own food. And especially as somebody who is so body obsessed, having someone else make my food, not knowing how much salt they put on it, not knowing how much fat they put on it, which looking back now, obviously fat is not bad for us, but the type of fat is. And so they were definitely using canola oil, which is not in my household anymore. And so thank God I didn't need it. (laughs) (laughs) I just couldn't afford to, uh, you know, keep, I don't know. I, I paid for my own stuff. So in college, I, had to pay for myself to live, to eat, to drive, to do anything. It was all me on my own, which I was an adult. So, you know, by the way, I ha- I didn't go to a four-year college until I was about 21, almost 22. So um, I did get a associate's degree before then, but um, I lived at home during that time. <clears throat> so when I met my husband, um, we... I adapt and I was going to school for dietetics, um, to become a dietitian. I didn't really, I kind of skipped that part, but, um, I was a personal trainer at a gym also before I went to college. And, um, I, I forgot this part. See, this is why I should have wrote this stuff down. While I was becoming a personal trainer, I was obsessed with nutrition. A lot of people came to me for what are you eating? How are you eating? And I was like, Oh yeah, like, this is awesome. I wish I could like teach people like as a job, you know, I took a, had a certification in nutrition, which we know is not valid certification. You, you nutritionist, um, you. Girl, I didn't even know about dietitian. I know. It's just dietetics. funny how people like say, oh, you're a nutritionist. I'm like, no, I went to college for five years and paid an arm and a leg for everything. And Ooh. I have a certification. I hate it. <laughs> <laughs> but I do it that in a very nice way. <laughs> But inside, your inner self is, like, ripping them to shreds. A, a little. Like, I'm, I'm ripping you to shreds. Just a tiny. Shreds kindly. To shreds. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, 
uh, while I was a personal trainer, I remember uh, sitting on a arm machine, working out my biceps, you know, because I had some nice biceps. And um, I was looking on Google and I was like, there's got to be something more than a nutrition certification. Like there's got to be an actual job out there to teach people like about nutrition and about food, mm-hmm. you know. And I looked it up and I was like, dietitian because they spelled it with a c <laughs> dietitian i would like that to dietitian <laughs> i was like what the heck that is that so they spelled it with a c man what do you explain so much <laughs> listen i passed school and did not get a 4.0 but you you did great i passed <laughs> so that's all that matters are, care. are you gonna talk about your <laughs> accidents that Probably we, one day. They played a role in who I yeah. am today. Okay. I just didn't know if you so. were going to include that in the story. Um, They didn't really play a role in my health. Okay. Um, For those of you, well, most of you don't know, but I've had two TBIs. So those are traumatic brain injuries. So we'll talk about, I promise we'll talk about those another day. I'll probably be with my volleyball yeah. story. Yeah. Morphing into the woman I am today. And, um, but they didn't really affect my health. Yeah. Okay. So, um, so last thing you were talking about was well, that you, so you were going back to school, you got your associates in, um, something in the bank, right? You were working in the no, bank. In science. I was yeah. working at a bank. Yeah. That was like the best job. I literally worked part-time, made a good amount of money for what I was doing. And I also did like mm-hmm. side jobs. Mm-hmm. So I also had extra money and I was a personal trainer making money from there. And I would go work at the bank and then I'd go work out and I didn't have a boyfriend or anybody to worry about. It was grand. <laughs> I mean, I love, yeah, at that point, oh, my yeah. time was good because I didn't have any responsibilities. Yeah. Like besides just doing, taking care of me, paying my bills. I lived with my parents, but I still had stuff mm-hmm. to pay for. So um, they gave me a place to live and I pretty much paid for all my mm-hmm. other stuff. So um yeah so we're at college now we're at my four-year college I met my husband and pretty much my eating was just was back to no longer vegan because I couldn't I was it was not sustainable like my my I was literally having no nail growth no hair growth I couldn't afford supplements so like everybody who's yelling at me you should have took supplements I couldn't Mm -hmm. afford it like they were expensive but there really wasn't a lot of research either on vegan being a vegan mm-hmm. anyways. And um if I was gonna be with a hunter, it's really hard to be vegan. Especially when they whipped out that deer meat and I was like, girl, I can't give it to me. <laughs> like deer meat is so good and I know everybody's like gross, but come to my kitchen and I'll cook it for you and you yeah, will enjoy we'll it. Talk I promise. Um, <laughs> um but we just ate like Egg white, spinach, back to my old self, pretty mm-hmm. much. Um, eating processed foods every now and then. So like Cheez Its. Um, I definitely wasn't eating enough. I was still eating, I was still very heavy focused on plant based diet because that's what was preached in very dietetics. Low fat. And yeah, very low fat. And um I thought I was feeling good from the endorphins from working out, but it was definitely falling apart. You, I remember you, um, and there was a lot of other things going on because we met sophomore year. 
Well, we met your sophomore year. I didn't have to do freshman year. Oh, wow. I only went to school for three, three years. <laughs> I, I already had another degree. I can't believe I had to go for three years, to be honest yeah. with you. But Thank it God was I all did. the sciences on why you had to go for three, most likely. And BG doesn't um, accept yeah. a lot of transfers very well, transfer credits. But um, so I know that – is my dog turning the handle? anyway um so (laughs) what i remember from meeting you is that so lex always had this giant lunch bag with her it was almost (laughs) as big as her backpack and oh my gosh it was like a briefcase briefcase (laughs) and she always had this giant thing of water she was totally addicted to starbucks that was like Oh, oh yeah, and she always came up with these different drinks using the like sugar-free pumps and things. And she, every time she came in, it'd be well, she'd go through like phases of different drinks. She had her her normals, and every once in a while, she'd like come up with like a different one, and it would she'd be like, "Oh, girl, you got to try this." Um, and I wouldn't try it because I was broke as a joke, but <laughs> I don't know how she afforded Starbucks. But she she had priorities. Well, you want to know how I afforded Starbucks? What? How? You want so you know how we got like money to pay for our food on yeah. that card? I only used it for Starbucks. All right. So her food plan was Starbucks. <laughs> uh, okay, I needed coffee, but at that point in time I could not make good yeah. coffee at home. Yeah. You like, lived like the stuff from the store is yeah. nasty. No offense to anybody that buys it. It's just it's not good and I don't even like Starbucks. I know anymore. you don't. I know. You make everything after yeah. making my own coffee, like it's just yeah. like every time I drink it, I'm like, it, it's burnt. And this is really sad because like sometimes you just want somebody else uh-huh. to make you a cup of cup yeah. of Joe. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Because I'm the only one making Joes yeah. over here. You're the Joe queen. But you were so you always showed up with every single snack, meal, everything like already prepared, mm-hmm. always in your lunch pail, even when you would like stay over at my house you had pretty much the food for at least your breakfast the next day and you'd finagle it it's very rarely that I saw you eat anything out um what I remember is correct me if I'm wrong hard-boiled eggs was also included in that no I am just now starting to like hard-boiled eggs it was scrambled eggs all the time there was some I type of I just changed like my egg venture. And then you always eggs. You always yep. had your like protein shakes after you worked out. You had a lot of fruit. Mm-hmm. You had everything was always prepared. But if you would and it was almost a lot like it was it was confusing, if this makes sense, because Lex was so much more disciplined than anyone I knew with what went in her body, what she ate, what portions, everything being measured out. Um, she tried, like her determination towards this was like peak level at this point. But if you kind of observed Lex, she had a lot of things going on. She was working a lot. She was very stressed. And that, I mean, you tell me if I'm wrong, but that played a big role in like your ability to, to 
feel healthy, but for, but it never, there wasn't a lot of like physical changes that happened. And a lot of times you just looked very tired. Oh yeah. I was exhausted. I, uh, like I said, I had to work through college and, um, I could barely afford rent and my food. I mean, I, I bought from Mm -hmm. Aldi's and I only spent like 50 something bucks a week, but I was very, very, I had a car payment. My parents ended up taking that over for me because I just couldn't afford it. Thank God. But it, was, it wasn't that big. But I had rent. I had utilities. I had gas. And then I had to go to school for pretty much pre-med. Mm-hmm. We're like one class away from being pre-med. Yeah, I think there was a couple like very specific courses but the sciences that we went through and the maths and everything like that pretty much fit pre-med requirements. I think there was one, it was half of a chemistry class. It was very odd that we yeah. would have taken and we would have been pre-med. And then um, we had very specific dietetic courses where if we were pre-med, it would have been a bit more specific to like general medicine. Yeah. Right. And so... I was working at UPS as a loader at that time because they were giving away money for college. And um, I wanted to, I've always been one to pay off debt. I don't like having debt, but I had to take out debt for college. And so, um, yeah, I had to work at UPS and I was working from about 3.30 in the afternoon to about midnight mm-hmm. every night. And then I come home, take a shower in a tub that was in an apartment that was clogged 24 seven. I had somebody come out three times to unclog it, unclog it. And it was still clogged. And I would take a shower in a knee high water tub. So I never felt clean. And I don't know if anybody has ever worked at a warehouse, but you get Mm -hmm. dirty. Like I came home like covered in just dirt and I was, Mm -hmm you know, my whole car would get dirty. And so, um, never felt clean. Um, everybody at, not everybody, I should say, but a lot of people at dietetics got to dress up every day. And those were the people that looked. Why more, was that a thing? I don't know. Like put that were liked more by our professors. And I had a dress in ripped leggings and ripped t-shirts and dirty t-shirts because as soon as I got done with school that was literally from like 8 a.m to 2 p.m I had to go straight to work and I would wake up I come home like I said around 12 31 o'clock in the morning I would get in the shower take a nasty shower never get clean I remember just like stepping out of the shower after I washed myself and like washing like trying to wash myself from the sink because I could never get the dirt fully off from the shower, not doing. I remember Hillary, I like looked at Hillary one day and I was just crying and I was like, can I just take a shower in your shower? And she was like, you can take a shower anytime. Cause we had, I had two roommates mm. at that time and they shared the other bathroom. And, um, then I would go to sleep and I would wake up at four thirty-five o'clock in the morning so I could get up and go to the gym and work mm-hmm. out. Go to your 8am class. Go to no. And this was so, when when you weren't tired. driving an hour back and forth. No. When I was driving back and forth, that that changed a lot for me. But um, pretty much through college, I just ate the same thing. I carried around. She's talking about I what I carried around is a big lunchbox. 
that had about six different containers in it, um, maybe seven. I carried down a gallon water bottle and I just had my fruit food prepped because for two reasons. One, I was too broke to spend money on food. And second, I didn't want all my hard work that I was putting in the gym to not pay off by eating like garbage. So I wasn't eating enough though, because when you're working at UPS, you're burning probably 500 to a thousand calories a day. If, if not more with all the boxes you're loading, I was loading semis. I remember loading like three or four semis a night. Yeah. Yeah. Some of them were 50 feet long. So some of it was like, it's crazy. Environmental of like the, the amount of the, the period in your life on what you had to do to sustain yourself and survive. So the schedule Mm -hmm. that you were on and mixed with food that didn't really, really meet the needs that you were putting your body through and then stress, emotional stress on top of that. It was a very, it was a very hard time in your life. And I remember you still, you still remain so positive through all of this, even though you could have complained and been like, oh my gosh, my life is shit. (laughs) And you just like beep. (laughs) But you could have. Oh, beep. Beep. Um, So like you could have complained, but you, this is what I mean by determination when it comes to Lex is that even though like I would have given up 100%. 125 million percent hundo um but she was so determined and she you could tell every like the heart that she put into her food and trying to do the right thing of what like was taught to us would be the best for our body she was wholeheartedly trying Mm -hmm. it wasn't any bit of slacking or quote-unquote of she fit she she ticked every single box of this 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 and this maybe except for sleep of living a healthy lifestyle <laughs> yeah yet it it didn't really make her body feel good and you could kind of see it from the outside of she just looked kind of like she wasn't her best versus comparing her to right now yeah that's i'm not i'm not saying you looked bad oh, yeah. but comparing to you right now is like you look so much happier and healthier. Yeah. I mean, no, that was it. I was exhausted mm-hmm. and I was running myself thin, you know. And um, it was about time during like halfway through dietetics. I was like, now remember, I, I finish things. I may not always stick with them, but I finish it. It was about halfway through dietetics. I'm like, what the heck am I doing here? I don't believe in this stuff. I don't believe in Mm -hmm. part of this stuff. How can I be eating so well? And they preach that I feel so much better. And I still feel like garbage. Mm -hmm. I eat the way I'm supposed to or what the dietetics world tells me I'm supposed to. And I still feel like crap. Now, I wasn't getting sleep, but I've never slept my entire life. Like I've always been a five hours max Mm -hmm. person and so i'm learning now can't be doing that much anymore now that i'm approaching 30 (laughs) but um i'm serious (laughs) i'm not joking we'll get to it so um like i said so we're going we're at the end of our senior year i'm ready to peace out of that place and they took all my money 
I'm like, I got people in my life that I don't want in my life anymore. And the only way I'm going to get rid of them is if I graduate. And, um, well, okay. So I only worked at UPS for about from 2017 to 2018. And then I came home and told my mom one day, I was like, I can't work here anymore. I said, I can't live in that apartment anymore. I got to come home. I know I'm going to have to drive an hour every day. I don't care. I've got to. I can't. I I was like, I literally don't want to. Like, I didn't want to like, I wasn't suicidal, but I just didn't want to live anymore. If my life was going to be this awful, I just didn't want to keep waking up and keep going. Mm -hmm. And I was just sitting in the rocking chair and I looked over at my mom and I said, I'm going to quit my job. And she goes, well, what are you going to do? How are you going to pay for stuff? I said, I'll figure it out. <laughs> and I did. And that's where the entrepreneur in me comes in. I was, uh, I became a receptionist at a salon that was paid under the table. I was a makeup artist on the side. I cleaned houses. I walked dogs. I babysat. And I created meal plans for people. All on the side. And I didn't go back to, uh, oh, and I did train a good friend of mine, but, um, she ended up passing in October. So, um, that was another thing that I did. So I just had all entrepreneurial jobs. Everything was on my own time. I worked a lot though, cause I love to work. I love working. I could still to this day, if I didn't have my daughter, I would probably work 10, 12 hours a day, but I like working for myself in the things that I want to do. I don't like, I don't (laughs) like working for other people, but anyways, that's another story. Sorry. So we're getting into, we're about to graduate college. I'm still eating the same way. I got my husband eating the same way because I told him if you don't eat healthy, we can't be together. So we made that little, uh, what do you call it? Agreement. I don't know. Shook a hands agreement. Shook a hands. I'm just kidding. Uh, so we're all, you know, we're eating good and we're working out still. And I'm like, okay, I'm about to get, oh yeah. At this point. I was getting about back to my five hours. So back to your norm. Did you? Yeah. Back to my norm. Well, it's different (laughs) for everybody. I sleep like nine or 10 and I'm like on top of the world, my best. Um, it's weird, but like, how did that affect how you were feeling? Did it make a big impact of leaving your job, being a little bit less stressed because you still had all these other things you were balancing, but you are very good at balancing about 20 million things at the same time. Um, Mm -hmm. What was your, how did that impact your health of making that decision of changing? Well, I was, uh, I felt like I had a little bit more of a life. So I became a little more lax with my eating. Um, I still would prep meals, but I was getting to the point where I'm like Mm -hmm. done with this because I just wanted to live. I didn't want to have to think about my food and prepping it all the time. And, um, I am a leftover person. I don't like prepped food though. It just doesn't taste right, especially the way that you cook Mm -hmm. it when it's prepped. But I was feeling a little bit better. I was under some stress though from college because this was like our last semester. Yeah, it was a hard semester. And we had, Biochem. I just had people in my life that just were no longer. You brushed right over the word biochem. You're like, no, I'm not going there. I'm not talking about that. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't even hear you, but wasn't biochem in the summer? Sorry. Um, 
No, organic chem. Organic chemistry was the last one? Yeah, biochem was in the summer for we me. We did it together. Because, yeah, it was in the summer. That biochem was a blur for me. I don't even know how I passed it. I don't even remember taking that class. I'm, I'm, pre- serious. I'm pretty sure I'm the reason Thanks. you passed that class. You're welcome. You probably <laughs> are. You're the reason I passed a lot of classes because you helped me. I don't, I don't do well when people don't yeah. explain things. I'm, I am a Photoshop person. Okay. So I went into the wrong major. We're just going to put it like that because I have a photographic memory. I can literally take a snapshot of something and I will remember every single word that was in that snapshot. You make me critical think I'm gone. <laughs> I'm out the window because I can critical think, but they'd be like, why is the sky blue? And I'm like, because that's how the Lord made it. And they'd be like, no, cause it's a reflection of the sea. I don't know. Like they would just come up with some, the atoms. And I would just, I was just thought way differently than all these smart people out here. I'm told you it I'm was not a smart way that you're, like I have was no. like yeah no and it oh, <laughs> copy all right so <laughs> so we're getting out of college and we graduate that was like the best day of my life because I was finally done with school I don't like school and I don't like school I love learning but I don't like school I don't feel like it's fair you have to take a test anyway so that messed with a lot of my mental health that's another day. I promise we'll get to all this that we're saying. It's another day. Well, I think it's part of this story. So, well, it was just so traumatizing because like people were, you were, we had a dietetics culture of people who are super obsessed with Mm -hmm. the way that they looked and looking fancy Mm -hmm. all the time, super obsessed with their grades and being 4.0, the best students ever having the best presentations, I'm not good at public speaking. I know I can get good at public speaking one day and I probably would be good at speaking, but speaking about something Mm -hmm. I had passion about, not the atoms in our food. Like I, I don't know. I just don't have it. I didn't have a passion for anything. It was a hard culture to be in and it did affect your mental health during this time of your life. That's what I mean by it being important uh, to this story is that it was, it was a hard, like, battle for you, for all of us, really, to get through uh, until graduation. Yeah. And then it was like, Because, ah. like, if I just have this, I, I don't have competition with other women. I don't care. I'm in competition with myself. And so I always am a person that wants to be in a community rather than a competition. Because I... I don't thrive in that environment and that that regardless if you were friends or not, it was cutthroat in that major. And maybe it is in other majors, but it just people just compared themselves to you all the time. And maybe not everyone who was in the dietetics world had that same feeling. But it's just like if you weren't this cookie cutter persona of a dietitian, you weren't going to become one. And so that was just really hard for me mentally. And, um, then on top of that, with all of the food and stuff, like I, I just had this ongoing pressure of trying to 
fit into this mold that I've never, I've never fit in. I'm just always been different. I've always been opposite of people. I've always wanted to be just more of a people person and just help people and not just try to be the best at everything. I want to be the best for myself, not to prove it to anybody else. And so we're out of college and just so you know, six months before I graduated college, I got engaged to the, my husband. It's so great. And, um, after college, I was like, okay, I'm about to get married in six months. So, and we don't want babies. We've always wanted kids, but we didn't want kids when we started out because my husband and I were very financially secure in what we were doing and we wanted to keep that. And we wanted to make sure that we could pay off some of our house, pay off my student loans before we had children and just make sure that we were all good to go. Now, um, I know that other people don't like, don't get to have that choice. So I'm sorry if like I've hurt anybody, but that's just what, that was our thought process as a young, he was, he's five years older than me. So he was almost 30 and I was 24, 25. So, um, I, I was already on the pill for two years for my periods because my periods have always been all over the place. Kind of like they're never, they just come every month when they wanted to, um, in high school, I had a, no, in high school, I had a lot of pain with my periods. Um, after I started lifting, my pain went away, but, um, they still was all over the place and I was highly encouraged by my gyno or my midwife to get on birth control. So I did. And, um, I was on the pill for two years and then I was like, what if the pill doesn't work? And so I talked to some friends about what I should do. And they said to get the IUD. So I was very hesitant to get the IUD because my family for so many years, like since I got on, it was like, don't get on birth control. It's the worst thing for you. And of course I didn't listen because I just wanted to have the freedom to, uh, do what we wanted and not have children. So, um, I got the IUD it's probably the worst and best You talked to me about that. Life. Do you remember? Yeah, I do. I think you're one of the only people I talked yeah. to about and it. And I remember like encouraging. I to no, I remember yourself. encouraging you about getting it because it. I had already had it for five years at that point. Four years almost. Mm-hmm. And you were like, well, you have it because you already knew that I had it. Um, and you asked my opinion of it. Yeah. And at that time in my life, it was great. I, um, I knew nothing about, cause you later through all of your journey. Um, and I know you're going to talk about it right now. Um, it kind of brought up the negative side of it, but I, there was no education. They give you the pamphlet when they give it to you, but who reads that? <laughs> no one. <laughs> It's r- rude. <laughs> you just trust him. <laughs> Talk to me. I'm a, I'm a verbal um, processor. Um, but like mm-hmm. from my knowledge, even then it was, yeah, like it's a great thing. You don't have to be on the pill. Um, I remember specifically talking about, cause one of the reasons I couldn't be on the pill was because it really disrupted my GI, um, 
my stomach and my my digestion. So I was mm-hmm. actually a very big proponent of the IUD because it was locally focused just in the woman's nether regions. And it really, I don't know why I keep on saying nether regions, but I do. Um, <laughs> it really, it didn't impact my gut as much. So I actually thought it was a better option than taking the pill because it didn't have to go through your digestive tract to get into your body. It was just, just in that one area is the way that it was described to me. And I thought it was great. And I remember being like, Mm -hmm. yeah, you should totally do it. And then you got it. And then I was like, oh, cool. And I sometimes look back and I feel bad about making that record. I know it was at the time, the best knowledge I had, I didn't have any ill will against you obviously because it was in my body too um but sometimes I do feel bad that I was the person that you actually talked to about it and I encouraged you (laughs) and then it 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 you you tell the rest but I do feel bad about that (laughs) well don't feel bad because you didn't really have any issues with it at that time and I asked you like I remember asking you like does it is it painful like do you get any bloating and you're like no 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 so, I mean, you can't be mad at yourself because you were honest with me yeah. about your answers. So, um, I should have listened to the Holy Spirit telling me, Don't no, girl, <laughs> shouldn't do that. So, no, I, do I have a firm belief that the Holy Spirit is very much in every decision that oh, we yeah. make in our life. Oh. Every decision, down to if you should have a cup, another cup of coffee or not, which <laughs> is saying, yes. <laughs> it is about that time. <laughs> For another cup hey, of coffee. Hey, 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 Mr. Holy. Oh. Yo, yo, spirit dog. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he's like, you need to yeah, be caffeinated. Yeah. Thanks. I need to not be fine. Anyways. Yeah. So I got the IUD and everything that I knew. So I never had issues with food ever in my life. I may have had like weight problems, but I never had issues. I never, I could drink milk whenever I wanted. I could eat cheese whenever I wanted. I could eat yogurt, which my diet was primarily (laughs) dairy. Like I was obsessed with dairy because it just made me feel so This is post-vegan, but you ate a lot of dairy? Post and pre. Yeah. I ate a lot of dairy all the time. I mean, even on my protein change, I would make milk because I'm like, you're getting protein and you got fat. Like, I don't know why everybody's against milk. Like I couldn't never understand it. So it's like I was destined to live this life. Yep. <laughs> um, so I got, I, after the IUD, I was in pain for, I remember dog sitting somebody's house because I dog sat a lot. And I remember sitting on her couch just in so much pain. Probably the worst pain of my life. When they put it in, yeah, that was close to that was close to birth. It was painful. The first time, well, I did warn you about and, that. Um, I did say the first time I got it in, it was like yeah. hell on wheels all up in your uterus. So, I guess I just like didn't like when people tell you it's painful. I don't think people like no. measure pain the same because I have a pretty high yeah. pain tolerance. You know, my both of my TBIs, I didn't go to the hospital for three days. <laughs> That's so funny. So. <laughs> it's not funny but like I just I laugh I told you I laugh when things are awkward okay don't yell at me please <laughs> um I just got a really high pain tolerance and um 
yeah, that like sent me through the roof. But anyways, oh, things started going south probably about a couple weeks to a month after I got it in. Um, within a couple months of having the IUD, I gained 40 pounds like that. And I was doing, I was still weightlifting probably even more now. Cause I didn't have college to worry about. Like I was going to the gym. I was working out. Um, I became lactose intolerant, gluten intolerant. I couldn't eat beef without throwing up. Couldn't have any meat from the store. Raw veggies sent me through the roof. I was constipated. Mind you, I told you I've always been regular my whole life. Mm-hmm. So, and I was so freaking bloated. I had to get, had a size up in all of my clothes. My breasts just grew like you wouldn't believe. And I was getting married in four months and I had a tight fitting dress. So needless to say for my wedding day, I don't look at my wedding pictures to this day. Because I don't like the way I look in my dress, as sad as that is. So we may get pictures redone on our fifth year. Heck yeah. Just because I need to get something that, even if I don't ever lose this weight again, which we'll get into, um, I need to, I need to be able to re relive that day and go into it with a better mindset. So, um, so after getting on birth control, I get married and we're married now. And what's your diet like during doing marriage? things? And well, during marriage, it ended up this is right before COVID. This is the end of 19, right before COVID. Okay. So we're eating out a lot more. I don't feel good ever. So what's the point of freaking cooking? What is the point? I feel like straight garbage. And on top of that, I was in a another MLM business. Nobody come for me, okay? I just wanted to own my own business. <laughs> All right? And I was told lies. <laughs> and I just want to help people. <laughs> what are you laughing? <laughs> I, it's embarrassing, but this is part of my story. So I was in the MLM business trying to help people with their finances and um, definitely fooled. If you're in an MLM, I'm sorry if I'm hurting your feelings, but yeah. if you can be never mind, cut that part out. <laughs> against seed oils, then you can be a hundred percent against MLMs. You're right. You're definitely correct. I just don't want to. I just have friends who are in MLMs, and we're we're working through it. We're praying through it. So, um, you know how I feel about your own opinion. Awkward though. I know. Okay, yeah, MLMs are bad. She said. Period. It. Stick. <laughs> period stick there we go <laughs> um so my i have no period it is non-existent that haven't bled um eating out all the time not really working out because i don't have time because i'm working full-time at the schools yep i got a job at the schools because i was not going on to be I couldn't afford the internship with dietetics. Couldn't afford it. My husband and I had just bought a house. I was already 50 grand in the hole for three years of schooling because my other two years were paid for. And yeah, I just couldn't afford it. And I couldn't afford the fact that I, I couldn't not work. And in the internship, you can't work pretty much. So um, 
if yeah. you want to well practice. it's it's like so. the norm at least for mine was like 50 hours per week yeah and that's interning unpaid and then you had parents. homework outside Terrible. of it they need to have it paid yep That'd they need to wonderful. have it paid. they do that, that's not fair so um I or they need to up the dietitian's pay by like up to doctor standards if they're going to do that stuff. But anyways, um, I yeah, I, we we're just eating out a bunch, and you know that's spending money, that's eating out. But I just never felt good. What was the point of eating at home if everything I ate was hurting me? So never in my life had I had a stretch mark, and in the end of February of 2020, right before COVID just took off. Um, Cause I remember it being like St. Patty's day and the school shut down. And um, I got one stretch mark on my left side of my abdomen. I woke up and I was like, what is that mark? Mm-hmm. I never had one. So I had, I had no idea what it looked like. And I was like, what is that? Over the next couple weeks, right before COVID and before shutdown, my stretch marks grew into this tree-looking thing on my left side. They just came out of nowhere. And I was a size 8 at this time, so I wasn't, like, super... I mean, it wasn't large. And you weren't... Like, you know, that's pretty... That should be standard well, for my size. Well, stretch you would think would come from a change in size. But but you weren't changing yeah. in size. They were just there. Mm-mm. No, they were just there. They just came. I mean, obviously, I gained weight from a size four to but a size... But that would have happened during that Eight, but it wasn't frame. that bad. Yeah. And most of my weight was in my breast area when I gained those 40 pounds. And you would have thought that I would have gained stretch marks when that weight and- had come on. Because it came on back in July of the year yeah. prior. So um, you have literally like, what, seven, eight months later? And then it just starts coming out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. So it's just weird. And then COVID hit. And so uh, I just sat at home the whole time. And I was like, oh, this will be cool. Well, if you know anything about this story and about Alexa, I don't do well sitting, staying home and sitting down. <laughs> nope. I'm a go, go, go. I need, I need a million things on my plate to function. And my mom's like, that's a problem. I'm like, no, I'm just a determined human being. Like I just, I can't sit down. Like I, I don't have ADD or ADHD. It's not that it's just, I have to be, I just love yeah. doing things. I just love it. I love being able to see people. I love talking to people. That's why this podcast is like my jam. I, I mean, I just love it. I love being around others and just being in community with other people and my whole life shut down and I was forced shut down. I think that was like one of the, one of the three darkest times I've ever been in my life. Cause I didn't know what to do with my life. Yeah. And well, what else do you do besides watch YouTube and look how to look up how to start a garden? So that's what I did. And when, quick question, I quick got question introduced. before this, oh. when did you actually take your IOD out? Was that pre? Oh, we'll get to that. Or was that, th- this is post this. Post okay. Post. So we just haven't gotten there yet. 
this is po- this okay. is no cool. we haven't Continue. gotten there yet so i was thinking about taking out my iud but i didn't really know um when we would have um loving relations it was very painful i don't know what the I word love is it. I, I love what do you it. want me to use okay you gave me a weird look <laughs> i don't want to say the word on here flagged. we'll get flagged <laughs> flagged, for the flagged um at least I think, but it would just be painful. And I, so I was already thinking about taking, getting it out. And I'm like, you know, I couldn't eat anything. So I'm like, what do I even like, what do I do? You know? And so then COVID hit. And like I said, we're on YouTube and I remember watching Boxwood Avenue and just like, cause I'm like, if I can't do anything, I'm going to decorate my home. Dang it. And so <laughs> I was like, I'm going to somehow get paint and I'm going to take care of my own. And um, I did want to start gardening, but I was just looking up that and I was like looking at her stuff and I was like, oh, that's cute. That's cute. And I got introduced to um, a couple homesteaders because they were doing a collab. It was back when blog collabs were huge. And I just remember watching this one girl and I was like, Whoa, that's awesome. You know, um, so I just started binge watching all of her stuff. And because I've always wanted a country life, but we never got to have it. Like we didn't have a lot of money. I've always wanted to be in 4-H, but we didn't we didn't have the land for the animals. I had like a 20 by 10 foot backyard. I mean, where's a cow going to go <laughs> there? So um, <laughs> and I wanted a cow if yeah, I was going to no do 4-H. But, um, that was going to satisfy. There was no this. rabbits. <laughs> No. When you had a rabbit, I was like, Are you sure you want a oh rabbit? Yes. <laughs> Remember? Yes. Your rabbit? Now I have five, so it's fine. <laughs> now you have five, so it's fine. Um but yeah, I just started binge watching on YouTube because that's all I could do besides scrub my house, which I already did all the time anyways, <clears throat> so it's clean. And um, I wanted to make my home beautiful. That's why I started watching Boxwood Avenue because we were under construction the whole time we lived there. I mean, the house we thought was going to be just a little bit of work became a disaster fire of work with everything that needed to be done. And so I just started watching this one girl who did a bunch of homesteading stuff and cooking from scratch and making her things from home. And I was like, Oh my gosh, this is awesome. <laughs> and I just started listening to all the, cause she had a lot of good information on like raw milk and how, um, that changed her life. And, um, I don't know. I just started like, I was like, wait, like we can have animals here. Like we thought about getting chickens, but I'm like, Wait, we can do this stuff. And we did get chickens. We didn't think about it. I, f- I forgot. We got chickens at the beginning of January. Thank God. I wouldn't have been able to get chickens. And so, um, yeah, I just started going all in for this homesteading thing. And I don't know. It's such a blur now that I think about it. But COVID, this IUD was literally like, the worst and best thing that ever happened to me because I have this, I adopted this new way of life during COVID. If it wasn't for COVID, I would have never stopped the life that I had. 
if it wasn't for the IUD, I would have never cared mm-hmm. to change the way I ate. I never would have saw how damaging my diet mm-hmm. before was and how I wouldn't allow myself to eat. Sure, I was disciplined. Sure, I looked a certain way, but I didn't live. I didn't go out to eat with my family. I didn't go out to eat with my friends. If I did go out to eat, I barely mm-hmm. ate, you know. Um, I I remember when we went out for your birthday at a Mexican restaurant. I still have my Snapchat yeah. photos show up. And I would get like two tacos, hard shell, beans and rice. Don't have like have five chips. That's it. You know, like it just there was no live. like fun involved in live. your food. It was all critical no. thinking. Prior. No, there wasn't. And um, so come COVID, we're at home. And now my husband, who's really good at gardening, I'm not going to say I have a black thumb, but brown. we're working on it. So it's maybe it's like, a, it's maybe like a sage it's green now, not like a deep forest. Green. Yeah. It's like, but some days it's brown. Some days it's sage. We're getting there. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Depends on my mood. So, uh, <laughs> so we're like planting things and putting them in the ground and, um, you know, we have to cook at home now. We have to. So I'm like getting stuff from Aldi's and I'm learning about organic food and I'm starting to bring that into my life. And I remember raw milk and I was like looking up raw milk and I'm like, oh my gosh. So I called a farm and this girl only had two cows and she was, um, she couldn't give any more milk. Um, she had all, all the family she could supply for. And she gave me the number to another farm, which is now the farm that I work mm-hmm. for. You see how God works? He does good things. He does really good things. So, um, they, I called them up and they were like, yep, you just got to fill out this herd share. So I did. And raw milk changed my life. Now, this is not for me to say that I'm persuading anybody to try raw milk. This is just my story. You do what you feel is best for your family. But because of raw milk and because of the me looking more into local foods, we raised our own chickens that year because I couldn't have any meat from the store because it would make me sick. Just couldn't have any meat in general. I didn't know there was like, you could actually go to a butcher shop and get like meet the farmer and understand your food. So we just decided to raise our own chickens. So we raised our own chickens that year and I could have chicken again. And raw milk just changed everything for me. Like I didn't have acne anymore after I started drinking it. I mean, it wasn't right away, but it was like a couple months in. Um, I could drink the milk and not get sick or not mm-hmm. like bloat. And it, I could just eat, I could just eat again. I could eat food. And, um, it's, if I have meat from the store still to this day, like, yeah, I will have issues. Mm, I don't know. I always do. But, um, yeah, I, uh, like whenever we go out to eat, probably because of the seed oils but i just get so mm. bloated still like every time i eat out it's just i don't know I, I it's hard for me to really get in depth on what happened because I'm, the life that i'm living now is all because of covid and it shutting down and me just taking a minute to just analyze my life and look at everything and I learned all about cooking from scratch and I was like, okay, if I feel this good 
after eating some foods, like I don't ever want to go back. And so that's when I started cooking like from scratch, like knowing every ingredient. I used to be obsessed with ingredients because of dietetics, but like I would let some of the chemical ingredients go, you know, Mm -hmm. like xanthan gum or something like that, which is not, I won't say I don't consume any of that to this day, but I just really started paying attention and I, I was never going back. No, I just felt so good. I ended up getting my, I, I called in April to get my IUD out. I couldn't get my IUD out until June or July of that. I think I got out in June. And when they took it out, <laughs> my stretch marks stopped growing. Mm. So um, I am having issues on that side right now. So I don't want to talk about it yet because I need to figure out what's going on. But um, yeah, I after I took it out, I could mm-hmm. eat again. After a couple of months, I could eat raw veggies again. I could, um, now meat, I still have an issue with, like I said, so I have to buy it from local farms and they have to be no hormones, no antibiotics, all that I have. And we raise our own chickens. So, um, but if I, if I go to my grandma's house and she has eggs and she buys them from the store mm. and I don't have issues anymore, like it's been three years. So I just, I can eat food. I went from eating whatever I wanted, literally anything that I wanted to not being able to eat anything. I, I still ate, but I just ate out, but it just never, I never felt good. I was all like, my face was saggy. Like I, my hair was thinning. Um, I feel like I'm all over the place. I've been talking for so long, but like during that time when the IUD was in, I was so just, Oh, I don't, I don't even want to go back. Mm-hmm. Like I just, I want to throw up thinking about it because I literally yeah. wanted to throw up all the time. So, um, yeah, I just eat how I do now and I don't know, ask me a question so I can get back on topic. So, please. So because I feel like I'm all over the place. I'm going to try and like summarize it a bit. So you started down the journey of cooking from scratch and then you started to see the benefits of it. Did you do research prior to taking out your IUD or was that more intuitive? Um, I heard a, I heard a YouTube video talking about birth control and I knew I wanted mm-hmm. to take it out cause I was in pain, but like it really, um, mm-hmm. set the tone in 2020 when I was looking up everything on Inst- Instagram is my thing. Instagram is still my jam. If you're not following me on Instagram at the Colby farms, girl, go follow me and follow Ooh. Riley point farms farm too. farm Riley point farm. Riley Point Farm, um, as well. But I just started looking it up, and then I found Doctor Brighton, who is a OBGYN, talks about the pill and just how dangerous. So you had some like input and of thought of, like you had your intuitive thought of. Obviously, I'm in pain. A lot of these issues started when I started an IUD and then you had some research before you made that decision that you knew was best for you. Yeah. So the research, the whole research thing about like Mm -hmm. me and research started in college. 
so um yeah that's when after, after covid i started doing a lot of research on a lot of my stuff and i was i think i was looking up like should my iud be painful and um yeah they're saying no <laughs> obviously so um i just started looking stuff up and i think dr brighton was somewhere in my search of all this, I can't remember. And she has a book called beyond the pill. And I just started reading it. And I was just like, Oh my mm -hmm. gosh, this is me. This is me. Like my, this pill caused all of these issues. And I have no, don't call me out on this. I'm serious. Like the pill caused every single gut issue what? I've ever had in my entire life. I did not have any gut issues until I was on the pill and, or yeah. I should say the IUD. Um, so, there was also something that I know that you got tested for in your brain. So it was some type of disorder that they thought that living, having, being on birth control for a certain amount of time raised the amount of something in your blood that caused um, a lot of hormonal imbalances. And it was something to do with your brain. You were very, very anxious about it. It was when you were living in your first house and it was a blood test. I think it can cause aneurysms. No, something else. It was some rare was? disease. That no. That some nobody quote us. Oh, um, the the cube. What's it called? Cupid. No. Um, dogs get it. <laughs> And it was some it like growth in your brain of some kind or like I don't know if gland. it's in the brain. It might be though. It yes, it it's all But of you that. ended up having ended um, up you did not end up having that. But I know that was a concern too of all like these crazy things that were happening to you during that time frame. Yes. Cushing's disease. Yeah. Well, because, okay. All right. I expose myself here, but they were like, um, talking about mm -hmm. the way that you looked like the way your body was shaped. And mm -hmm. I only gained weight in my stomach. I mean, if I really wanted to, I probably could get it in my arms and my legs too, but I really mm -hmm. gained weight just in my breasts and my stomach. And that is where like the prime weight gain was. And um, just everything that you were feeling, like the fatigue, not being able to lose weight. Um, you can't, it's hard for you to, like, having gut issues and stuff like that. So I thought I had Cushing's. I technically wasn't tested for it, but I wasn't tested for it because my mm. doctor was like, no. I only test a few things if they. Is that something that it. you would go back and want to request to be tested for? Well, this is what we're, this is the issue that I'm having right now is trying to find a doctor mm -hmm. that will actually listen to me Test. and will also not yeah. put me on a diet. There are, there are some doctors that will. So like fun fact, I knew I was iodine deficient. So I called my, just by my feelings and I had changed my diet to salt that wasn't, I was not iodized salt. And um, I don't get a lot of fish or anything like that. And my family is very sensitive to um, salt and, and getting those those different minerals. And so I called my doctor and and we have a lot of uh, thyroid issues, too. So I called my doctor and I was like, um, 
can you please request a lab for me to get my iodine tested? And they're like, what? No one asks for their iodine to be tested. And I was like, well, actually, I'm a dietitian, and I'm noticing this, this, and this. And I think it's a valid request based off the symptoms that I'm having. And they did end up doing it. And I yeah. was deficient. So I, they after that, I don't think they mm-hmm. would have like blinked an eye if I was like, now I want a magnesium test <laughs> like, or something. But like, it is hard to find a doctor um, that now... like listens to what you want to pursue out of your own health hard i mean i'm sure i can just go get a blood test but i don't want a doctor that's like here's this medication here's that medication here's this diet do this i don't want that yeah i just want to know what's going on that's it without all the added extras but um yeah so i just i just thought i had a lot of issues and birth control can control mm-hmm. cause cushing's disease that so, one was scared that's like fun. as your friend and um, hearing about that and having you get tested for that i was genuinely really scared because it's something that I've, I've never understood or well, or it was new to me and I was like holy yeah. crap anything like new anything with the brain it always freaks yeah. me out because of my two accidents so I'm always tripping always tripping um but I mean for the most part um I started losing weight at the end of 2020 because I changed my diet and um it's feeling really good feeling really good feeling like myself again you can totally tell from now and then while I was on birth control I may I mean the weight technically hasn't gone anywhere but like the inflammation Mm -hmm. in my face was just a complete difference I don't even recognize not to mention from then until now you also had a child so like well, no, no, I'm talking like before That's what I mean. have getting pregnant. So like, I mean, I wasn't even inflamed I mean, when I was pregnant. Like getting pregnant, having a child yeah. is a very high tax load on a woman's body. So the fact that you were yeah. more effect, affected by the birth control and the diet and all that kind of stuff that, that had more of a negative effect on you than the literal... Yeah pile makeup change of like have like birthing another human being like the the magic that happens in a woman during that that time and like you rocked it obviously beautiful healthy daughter beautiful healthy mama and (laughs) you are i'm echoing that's weird that's new okay hello um no i'm not but it's just amazing how to think about that pre-pregnancy when you were going through all this stuff you were in a worse shape than at the throes of pregnancy you still had more energy and like you you physically felt better like that's how sick you were just from your diet and all of this this these things that were happening with your gut right right yeah no and that's what I was yeah gonna get into I at the end of 2020 I started losing weight and um then April May of the next year I don't know I mean I know when I got pregnant but still close together I don't know (laughs) um 
during that time I got pregnant and um won't say my diet was the best because I could I really didn't eat much. <laughs> I ate bagels and vomited. fruit and um mac and cheese and burgers. Or else you vomited. What? I didn't vomit, I just get nauseous. Mm. Thankfully I didn't puke. But mm-hmm. the nausea was so bad. I couldn't even stand. It was so bad. I slept probably mm, 14 hours a day. Goals. Because I would have to work. Then I come home and sleep. Goals. It was not goals. It was terrible. The garden went to the wayside. It's really bad. Sorry for my, (laughs) sorry for the new owners at the house. (laughs) Um, And then I had my daughter and she, thankfully she was born super healthy. And now we're just living the from scratch life. Um, I won't say we don't eat out. I just got Thai last night. So don't, don't follow me. But um, I've been in a weird Mm. funk these past couple of days. I should say couple of weeks. I've been in a weird mood. I think it's the weather because the sun is shining today and I can go outside in a short sleeve shirt and I feel like a brand. When you're ready for spring and spring ain't ready to spring, you're just like, I'm going to hibernate for another week and just be angry at the world until the sun comes out. Well, I'm getting frustrated because I'm like, when am I supposed to plant my garden? If it keeps getting cold, it was like two days ago, it got down to 29 at night. No, I can't plant anything. No, you can't. At 29 at night. You know what you can do? It will die. You can put all your cardboard out and put all the soil out. Yeah, that's what we're going to do when Andrew gets home. So I just got mulched today. Yeah, so for at least my front and garage area. But yeah, so that's pretty much my health journey. Um, I didn't really explain much about the from scratch, but I literally pretty much make everything Mm -hmm. except for a few condiments. So I source all my food. I know where most of my food comes from. I do buy a lot from Azure, but I do trust that company a lot. Um, And I've never had any side effects from any of the food that I've gotten from them. So my body, I'm very in tune with my body now. I know exactly what doesn't make me feel good, what does make me feel good. Um, I'm back on track with um <laughs> my phone so that's good <laughs> if anybody cares no that is so we talked about this last time uh-huh. it's so important to have good bowel movements if you don't have good bowel movements something's going on you need to get that taken care of but yeah this uh i've just been all over the place kind of with food i've always had i just always love food and um part of the reason i'm not a dietitian and i don't for me personally i don't fully agree with the dietetics culture and what they have with food, but also because um, it's just not my calling. I found that I knew that real, I knew that about halfway through college that this is not something that I want to do for the rest of my life, but I still went through with it because I already had a lot of and money you, in the hole. You, and did, I just, you did enjoy the, I don't know. the knowledge that you took away from it. Yeah. I mean, I did enjoy the knowledge. I just couldn't, I just can't stand to, because I was already doing it. I can't stand to write meal plans for people and they don't follow through. (laughs) Not my cup of tea. I don't have that kind of patience. Do you know how much time I've wasted on people who just like, who's like, I want a meal plan. It it would take me like six hours. Girl, you know, I won't write write people. I did get paid for some. Yeah. You, I know you write stuff now, but like, 
I'm just talking okay. about like back in college. I was like, and it wasn't even, you know, oatmeal at seven o'clock in the morning, half a cup. Like it was like, you know, genuine stuff with recipes and pictures and a whole persona and all the family members out there who are listening, and <laughs> you know, I'm talking about you still mad. <laughs> oh my God. And they just wouldn't do it. And like, I just can't see people run into the same brick wall over and over again. It drives me crazy. Yeah. I just don't thrive off of that. So what I do thrive off is mm-hmm. making somebody a meal or, you know, teaching somebody about something. Yeah. And then they're like, yeah, yeah, give it to me. So if you are wanting to learn to cook from scratch, I do have a YouTube channel that you can tune into to learn how to cook from scratch. But don't fret. There's something else coming down the pike that I can't talk about. She right is now. going to be a plethora of a wealth of knowledge that you can go to to help you cook from scratch. So, And we are going to talk about a lot of different topics that come along with this of planning and like all that kind of stuff. Of, uh, But it's going to be a lot more generalized here I would say because it's going to be about homesteading and homemaking and all of that kind of thing if you want the deets if you want a mm-hmm. in-person how to do like one-on-one with Lex which is just invaluable information <laughs> she's going to have something very soon to help you just keep your eyes on what she's doing because she is going to have something amazing for you very soon um, and I'm very excited mm-hmm. for it Honestly, when we launch, it may be this, out by then. Be, okay, be okay. Out. By the time this episode comes, I don't know. This is our, know. our fourth or fifth. I don't know. I'm yeah. lost already. <laughs> fourth, fourth. <laughs> but just it's all good. Keep, I got us. I got that part. <laughs> if you are super interested in the the cooking from scratch, the food aspect, we'll have a lot of topics on here, but it's not going to be as much of a to how to. Lex is going to control and run that how to yeah. end of it. Um, and here it's going to be just conversations about general things of homemaking that that pop up. Um, but we will always talk about food because it's what we love. Um, and it'll be interesting as we it's go. We but thank you, Lex, for telling your story. Yeah. It's a very... Well, thank you. Yeah. Thanks for that nice little like, very, side thing there. It's a very vulnerable thing <laughs> to so be sweet. able to tell your story. And I know you said you were anxious at the beginning, but I think you did beautifully of expressing what you could just to get the point across of how you went from there to now. And I do think that I would, I'm very interested to see who else raises their hand and is like, that's my story. And I'm still in that, or I'm thinking about this, this, and this. And from your story, I want more, I have some questions or I'm, Mm -hmm. I have a family member that really Mm -hmm. struggles with dairy and, and I'm interested in raw milk, which I know I, we're gonna. It's gonna be a topic on here that we talk about eventually. Um, so I, I just want to give yeah. you that moment of that. It's a, it's a vulnerable thing to do, and and you did great. So thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. thank you. I appreciate that. There's one last thing I want to say about my whole story and what I've learned is that food is not another thing to check Preach. off the list. Food is, food is an experience. And I mean, the Lord, like Jesus came to this earth and he fed the 5,000 with fish and bread. And 
it it's very as much as I we like laugh and joke about this, it's a very my story is very sad. And um I just just wanna be um I don't know. I I just want you to know that food is is so much more than what this world has portrayed it to be. It's more than just a calorie. Even a vitamin or all the beautiful colors on a plate. Yeah. It's it's more than that. It's it's an experience and it should be it should be good. It should be good for you. It should be good to you. And it should be good for everyone. Just everyone for the world. heart. Yeah. And you know, like as much as I couldn't like I just I restricted myself for so long. And um I rest- I didn't just restrict myself for food, I restricted myself of life. And if it wasn't for all those hard things, like, whoo, I'm gonna get emotional. I don't think I'd be here today and um I wouldn't um I would be teaching my daughter the same bad habits that I had. And uh, she doesn't deserve that. And so if there's anything you can learn from here, I did not plan on crying. Um, It's that the food that we eat should just be because you love the other person or you love yourself. It shouldn't be. So you can look a certain way. And um, it's important the type of food that we do put into our body so we can feel good enough to love those people in our life and to want to keep living. So that's really all I got to say about that. <laughs> why are you looking like that? It's so true. I, can't I know. Look I could tell. There was away. no eye contact. And I'm like, oh. <laughs> Because it, it's, I can't, because I'll just keep crying because it's like my whole life, like I've just been, like I'm not obsessed with food anymore. I'm obsessed with it because I want to, how can I make my family feel loved? Like it's no longer, how can I become a different size? And I still struggle with weight to this day. The birth control has I don't want to say ruined me for life, but pretty much like I'm going to struggle with it for the rest of my life. And to get to the point where I don't fully in love my body, but I've accepted it is just a huge stepping stone for me. And um, if you're struggling out there, I understand. I've been there, still there. So, oh God. A cute raccoon. raccoon <laughs> cool. A coat rack. I'm a kuwaku. I can't talk. I'm done now. I'm a kuwaku. My tongue is gone. So. <laughs> Thank you for tuning in. <laughs> oh, yeah. Please leave this in. Some of our laughings you just like, you take out, and I'm like, no, I know we had a hysterical fit right <laughs> there, the and I want to hear all of us cackle. There's other things that, like, around it, but. There's like so like if oh not naughty words naughty, it was more words. of like <laughs> like <laughs> maybe that wasn't totally pertinent to the conversation but no all right 
Yeah. Talk us out, ma'am. Yeah. Okay. Well, thank you so much for joining in. Um, hope you enjoyed my story. I know it was really long, but telling you, it's, I've been through a whirlwind. So if you are, if you've got anything similar, um, be sure to send us a DM and we can talk it out. You know, I love hearing from other people and, um, the more, and tell your story, the more you tell your story, the more you help others out. So, um, just thank you so much. Thank you, April, for being such a good interviewer. You're the best. You're a lot better than I am. Yeah. I'm just you like, yeah, go. yeah. Tell me more. And you're looking at me like, ask me a question. I'm like, tell me more. Okay. I got you. I got you. All right. Yeah. Oh, Thanks, guys. Thank we'll you so much. We'll see you next week. Bye. We'll see you next week. Bye. Not as heavy. <laughs>